Do you know how you want this to go? Oh, the intro? Yeah. No idea. <laughs> okay. I was hoping you had an idea because I definitely don't. Have... Um, I don't know. I guess, do you want it to just be like a generic intro or do you want to give background on why we're doing it? Well, I don't know. I mean, you're supposed to be the idea guy. Usually I'm the idea guy, but in this specific instance, I think it's, it's going to fall on you, Captain Garrett. I mean, I'm going to win the league. That's what I know. I mean, I don't think we need a huge intro. Maybe just introduce ourselves and the podcast as the captain's log. Oh, yeah. So are we, is this the captain's log? The all-bands captain's log? What do we want to call it? Hey, I'm the idea man, remember? remember? Yeah, you're right. Just the captain's log. This is the captain's log and Garrett's the idea man. I'm the sound guy, and welcome welcome to the show. Okay, so why the captain's log? Why the captain's log? So I guess the idea behind it was just to uh, make the league more interesting, right? Like, we, we have a lot of fun with it and have fun with the people in it, but sometimes you just want to be more involved with the league, especially when, I don't know, I guess it's just more to stay in touch with people. All right, so what I'm hearing is it's too easy for you to win every year, so you're trying to make it more difficult. So you're adding extra stuff to your workload so that it's just more fair for everybody else. Yeah, I'm just trying to give people insight into my thinking so that maybe they can improve their odds of winning the championship. Right, exactly. Like, if they can't think like you, there's no possible way they can win. Precisely. I'm going to cut so many good things from this. It's going to be great. (laughs) My vision for this is that it gets people interested in the in the league every week and more people start trash talking like Kayla. Like, man, it sucks that she's trash talking constantly already, but we need it. Honestly, we need it. Because at the beginning, it was Tom. You know, the first couple of years, Tom was just kind of spewing things here and there. But I think he's turned into an old man. So it's good to get some some fresh hot hotheads in the league. Hopefully Muffins is good, too. Yeah, I think once the season kicks off and we can get people a little bit more engaged, especially with coming on the podcast occasionally, that'll keep people more involved, more so than just putting in their free agent acquisitions and then setting their lineups once for the week. There's what, 16 weeks in the season? Uh, yeah, 16. We try and have a different person on every week so everyone can get go on, get on twice. That'd be good. Yeah, why not? Who would be who would be a good? I think Tom might. Tom or Caitlin are my my top picks for the first uh, first celebrity guest. I'm so honored. I think I think Tom would come prepared with his own like agenda. <laughs> he's been he's been waiting. Like I'm sure he's already already ready. He's been prepared for this for for years. Anyway, we just wanted to put something together that would be fun and keep people engaged and keep us engaged and. Honestly, it was a good way to pass the time and stay in touch while coronavirus is keeping us locked in our houses. Yeah. I mean, that's really the goal behind the podcast. And especially with inviting people on once a week should keep people more engaged and maybe spark some more trades than we've seen in the past. Mm, Garrett's always about those trades. (laughs) Figured. I think it will. I honestly think it will because people will realize, well, at the very least, what our opinions of all the players in the league are, but if our special guests want to talk about, you know, why they think a particular trade was good or bad. Like if John wants to come on and explain why he's going to shit talk every single trade that you send at him, even if some of them are good, then he can do that. And Tom can explain how he swindles me out of players every season. So yeah, there's some opportunity there to 
learn how people tick and also see what other people are seeing on the other side and not just assume they're idiots. Although, you know, I mean, occasionally you get a shitty trade, like, I don't know, like Matt Stafford for, for like a pretty good player or something like that. But up next, we've got news and injuries from around the league. So starting with the news from around the NFL, Darius guys will never see the NFL field ever again. Um, Yeah. It's pretty tough accusation to come back from. Yeah. And I mean, NFL players get this kind of thing often, but at the same time, if he's bad enough that the Washington football team is willing to cut him, I don't think he's ever going to play in the NFL again. Is there anything he could do to fix his image? Be better at football, and unfortunately, he's not going to get another chance. Like, honestly, that's, that's all he's got, because you, you look at players that have had these kinds of accusations against them in the past, and you're absolutely right. Like, the only people that get second and third and fourth chances are players that are too good to ignore. Yeah. And he's just never had a chance to prove it. Yeah, and he won't get one now. So you know, maybe he goes and plays for the XFL. Maybe he. Uh... Well, I don't think it's just him going at to play with the XFL and like blowing everyone out of the water. And people are gonna be like, well, maybe. Like I feel like with AB, at least his accusations, he's like fighting, so there's no like confirmed reports. Right. And, like, Vic, like, went to jail, and then he's been a really big proponent of, like, animal abuse. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. There, there are things he can do to help his image, but the problem he's facing is less than double-digit snaps. Yeah, he never got a chance to establish himself as, like, a player worth taking a chance on. Unlike Hunt, who, even though he had the video of him kicking that girl, he was, like, an all-pro his rookie year and had the on-the-field evidence to give him a second chance. Yeah, I hesitate to say it's unfortunate because all things point to this guy being a pretty nasty kind of person. But right. compared to other people who've been in his situation or been in similar situations, yeah, he's not. I mean, he's not going to get another shot. I mean, AB's a good a good person to bring up. He's still not on a team. I I personally don't think he should be on a team. I don't think he can take a hit and and still have his his head be intact. You know, like he's been rocked over and over and over again and some of the concussions he's had even just in the nfl not including stuff that happened in college like i think he had two or three in college but the ones he's received in the nfl were targeted and nasty and like the the perfect one is he was was lifeless after that you know like he was motionless on the field for you know a non-zero amount of time which is scary like any anything like that And, and he's you know everybody can say that he's been different since then but it's not like he didn't get chances to play last year and then right. mess them up too. So I honestly think the Seahawks will take him. Um, I just think they're waiting until week eight to add him to the roster. Cause there's no point in paying him right now. So um, does his suspension, like, does he, even though he's not on a roster, he can sit out the eight games. Uh, yeah, I think so. So he can start in week nine I just don't know what team would be interested in taking him other than maybe the Seahawks. I mean, I guess if you're the Seahawks and you really wanted him, why not sign him but structure the contract so you don't pay him for the first eight weeks, but you can give him the playbook? I think – so there, there may be some protections against that in the NFLPA. Like, I think they have a designated uh, base salary, but they could make it – they could pay him the vet minimum and then make up whatever gap in what he wants to be paid and yeah, like, like performance bonuses on, on the nine, nine games. Yeah. So they <laughs> could do that. But I think in terms of their roster, like they don't even know if the, the season is going to last nine weeks. <laughs> That's a good point. 
especially if they want to try to save some cap for next year and not spend money this year, there's, there's no reason for any team to sign him, especially because, I mean, look at what he did last year. He's still athletic enough to play. It's just, can, he, saying, last, can he even last a whole season? I don't even know if they need him to. I don't, I'm saying he doesn't need to know the playbook. They don't need him to last. They only need him to play for like 12 games, 10 maybe, especially with COVID. Like you don't know what players you're going to lose. He may have pretty decent market by the end of, uh, by the end of his suspension. So in terms of injuries that are big, like who else is, is like out, out who's gone. Um, is it Miles Sanders week to week? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That was like something from last week. I think might be week to week. Oh yeah, Tyreek is week to week. Miles Sanders is week week to week. Uh, yeah, I think he'll have like a hamstring fall or something in camp. Yeah, uh, like Swift is Ertz. There are a handful of players that are probably just being held out for uh, like safety reasons. I heard Drake was in the walking boot. Uh, for his uh, Achilles, yeah, he's got like Achilles tendonitis or something like that. Um. I heard Lev Bell had surrounded himself with an extra 20 pounds of blubber to keep his muscles safe, and that's working well for him. <laughs> yeah, no other names are really st- – Bashad Perryman, if we care about the Jets. Joe Mixon. Actually, what's up with Joe Mixon? Undisclosed. Maybe he's maybe he's uh, got the, the coronavirus. I think most of these that are undisclosed are either just holding them out of practice or they have uh, unconfirmed coronavirus diagnosis. Could be. Because there were something like 30 or 40 players that all tested false positives from that one facility in New Jersey. Yeah, I saw that. That might be something. Oh, I guess you're right. Kenyon Drake is actually bad. Yeah, he was in a walking boot, and it says, <laughs> Cliffs Kingsbury says, it's little more than nicks and bruises. Normal <laughs> camp stuff. Yep, that's why the entire team's in a walking boot. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. I like Cliff Kingsbury, but he, he does coach speak the same as anybody else. Yeah. Uh, Sony Michelle is out. Alshon Jeffrey's out. Barkley has an undisclosed injury. Oh, this guy. He's on your team. <laughs> All right, so let's take a look at some notable transactions from the previous week and see where everyone wasted their money. Yeah, there's not a lot of roster news to talk about. Uh, Tyrod Taylor's out of my team. He can earn his way back when he solidifies that he's the starter. But, uh, Does that mean if he's named the starter for week one, you're going to pick him back up? I don't know. I might. <laughs> I was convinced that uh, Tannehill was a good option by somebody else. Uh, but, yeah, no, I get why you dropped the New England defense. It's probably because the Jets and the Dolphins and the uh, Giants are also good this year. Yeah, I'm not trying to go up against Fitz Magic week one. No, thank you. But the dude's going to put up 500 yards and seven touchdowns all to Devontae Parker, and I, I'll, I'll bet the whole season on it. I'm uh, for the season or for week one? Yeah, same thing. If, <laughs> if he can score a full season in one game, I'll take it. Uh, other than that, I'm uh, I'm actually pretty shocked that Rod didn't make any roster moves. And what? Pick up another tight end? Yeah. I look at his team. Let's let's go through Rod's team and see because I spy only four tight ends, and Rod, Rod, he has Rod. four bench spots. <laughs> That's easily four more, three more tight ends. Yeah, uh, there's so many good tight ends out there. Like right now on the waivers, you can't even search by tight end in our league. You can't. (laughs) Uh, Evan Ingram, Hayden Hurst, like those aren't, never mind. Evan Ingram is good. I'll I'll stick with him. 
poor, poor Rod. Um, yeah, I, I think that that takes care of all the the league notes. Um, I guess the only other league note I have is everybody should use the trading block because it's cool. Yeah, use it. It's boring just picking people up from free agency to improve your team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's. A, I'm going to drop a link, uh, except I'm going to do it verbally so that it's really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Football.fantasysports.yahoo.com forward slash F1 forward slash 424309 forward slash trading block. This is going to be, so I'm going to save this for the predictions episode, but I think we should predict who's going to have the most roster moves. Oh, that's an easy one. It's like, I would think it would be you. (laughs) I don't see it possibly going another way, but I will rack my brain on who else could even give you a run for your money. It's not me. The better prediction would be how many weeks does it take me to get one uh, rejected trade from each player? (laughs) Zero. You'll have it before week one. (laughs) Easy. I'm already at one. Who did you try to trade? Um, you don't have to tell me. Yeah. You guys don't have to tell me. Um, yeah, never mind. They, they know who they are. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they're very happy to get there. They're the first people mentioned in this. I take it back. We've been talking about Rod this whole time. Um, <laughs> and Caitlin's been around. I bet it was Caitlin. I bet you tried to trade Caitlin and she knows who she is. It's my personal guess. No, she might try to trade with you though. I will take any of your players, Caitlin. Public announcement, Caitlin's team is the strongest. I don't see... She's here. Hi, Caitlin. How do you respond to allegations that your team is stacked? Yeah. (laughs) I am only disappointed that I um, didn't draft Devontae Adams. (laughs) I know you wanted him. I don't know why you stopped bidding. You could have run the price up a lot more than that. I know. I was happy. I was like, man, 39. What a steal. <laughs> no, 48. That was his average price. I got him for 39. Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. Which is yep. real cheap. I mean, you have good wide receivers. Like Mike Evans. Can you imagine if you had Mike Evans, Devontae <laughs> Adams, Eckler, Jones, Camara? Like, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I you didn't. forgot her number one overall QB for 2020. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, the old man himself, old man Rivers. <laughs> yeah, if I were to if I were to point out a weakness on your team, it would be that you don't have starting quarterback of the Los Angeles Chargers, Terod Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Who is available as a free agent now. He he's out there. Uh, <laughs> Might be steep competition with other players trying to pick him up. So, you know, you've got some fab budget to spend. Yeah. Oh, that's the other league note. Uh, Everyone spend your fab budget, preferably before the season starts, so that I can just get whoever I want as people get injured. PSA. Uh, Note note that it is tradable this year as well. Oh, that's cool. That's actually a useful note. Uh, Trade fab dollars with other players. Actually, Garrett, I will accept all of your fab dollars for one of my players. (laughs) Anyone? No, not anyone. <laughs> I'll pick the one. You can have Philip Lindsay. Ronald Jones. Why don't you, I'll give you Tom Brady's number one running back whose only job will be to fall forward at the one-yard line when Tom Brady can't do it himself. Ronald Jones. <laughs> for the low, low price of $100. <laughs> He's on the trading block. I don't know what else to tell you. 
Yeah, uh, I, mean, I think that'll be interesting. I don't know how many people realize that, but it was voted on over the offseason. All right, you want to dig into uh, <laughs> like draft grades and just analysis of how people did? Sure. All right, my commentary is that y'all sucked. You're all going to lose. Put my foot down. Yours? I thought Muffin said that. Yeah, Muffins can say it, but he's not on the podcast. When he's the special guest, he can say whatever he wants. But for now, I'm I'm making the statement. Um, I guess to start with some math. Um, let's see. So I try to calculate who had the bet, who drafted the most value based on like the expected Yahoo prices with their two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And so let me see. Let me see. Naturally, so, you came out as first. Well, actually, yeah, that's true. I was going to say, if you don't include people at their keeper price, then I theoretically got $280 worth of value out of my $200 spent. So most of your delta is coming from Mahomes. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. That's about 30 of the 280 Yeah. I mean, you did do well. Like You had a good draft. I think you got... I think uh, Mahomes, Chubb, and Barkley probably were my highest differentials. How much did you pay for Chubb? Uh, actually, I think I paid thirty-five for Chubb. Okay. Which not upset about. When I was like looking at the draft board, I figured he was going for like forty-five plus. So. I thought so too, especially since last year he went for fifty something. Yeah, and then they brought in the Vikes offensive coordinator who just had Cook have a career year. Yeah. So I think, I think the difference is Cook had nobody behind him. Uh, uh, yeah, that's true. Chubb has – also there's a lot of mouths to feed on the Browns offense, and it's the Browns. So <laughs> who knows? I'm hopeful that they're <laughs> going to be good because I want to see good football. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, I also don't want to see the Ravens win 14 games. I would, I would like it if they win more like 10 but, I think the Browns beat them last year. Uh, I think the they split. Season. I think they split the series. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Besides me, though, I had you with a projected two forty eight in value. Kayla had two forty. Caitlin with two forty five. Tim with two thirty five. Wanyan and Tom were. Wanyan and Tom and John were right around two hundred. So even money for their value. Mm-hmm. And then muffins and Rod were below two hundred. Yeah, I think I think Muffins. It's unfortunate for Muffins, but you, you spent too much on DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. No one else went for that much. Uh, yeah, but, I, it's I mean, not that it's outrageous. Like other players have gone for that much in our league. Cough, yeah. cough. Antonio like, Brown, but yeah, AB went for eighty once. <laughs> yeah, and I mean we have players that went for like who are, who are we looking at? Like Barkley for fifty-two. We had Cook for forty-eight. Julio for Zeke. Yeah, I mean. Zeke for 60. So for a top, top tier player, but those are all running backs. Like the other, the next highest paid uh, wide receiver is Michael Thomas, who set all kinds of records and was $12 cheaper still. So, and his situation stayed exactly the same. Like with Hopkins, there's a ton of, a ton of uncertainty, which could be good. Like that could work in his favor. I mean, Kyle Murray is an up and coming guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, so hot take, I think the Ra- or the uh, the Cardinals defense is going to be scary average next year. And I say scary average because last year they were 31st. So to go from 31st to like 
15 or 14 is drastic improvement. I think they can actually do it. Yeah, um, but they're still going to play Seattle and San Francisco and the Rams twice a year. So maybe they lose all six of those games. Like, they may not be a good team, but I don't know that they're going to be down two to three touchdowns every single game anymore. Yeah, especially if Murray limits, like, turnovers and such. Well, and they can run more now. Yeah. I, I think they, sure. they had they, they got another offensive line in free agency, I think a right tackle. I don't know for sure who it was. I thought yeah. so. I thought that was – they only picked up one one new player in the offseason other than D-Hop for their offense. Okay. I thought it was a tackle. I might be wrong. Um, but that was that was their biggest problem last year is Kyler spent half of his starts running away from the defense. Yep, yep. And Especially that's playing in that division. Yeah, and that's not really going to change. Maybe that benefits Hop, Hopkins, but I think yeah, it's going to benefit I mean, Drake a lot more. Yeah, that or he's really going to trust Hopkins and just throw it up, which yeah. honestly isn't the worst plan. No, it isn't. I mean, and that ties back into the division. Like the division has great front fours but the back seven there's some weakness yeah. there yep for sure so of those six divisional games i i expect them to be competitive in most of them which is again that's good for jandre hopkins i just think muffins might have been a little bit of a casualty of being the newest guy on the league and wanting to keep the best player on the team i get it but uh that's a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, he also got two tight ends that rod didn't even want so that's the <laughs> other question mark i see on the team yeah i think that's the biggest head scratcher for me is knowing that there wasn't a tight end like a requirement to start one yeah but the core of his team looks pretty solid i mean i think he has a couple question marks at running back with bell and gordon but ingram should I mean, still be solid and yeah ingram should be fine for the majority of the year Bell's there's no threat to bell volume other than the offensive line i don't think so yeah Right, but he's still going to get – I mean, it's not – it can't be any worse than last year. I think they signed a tackle or drafted someone too. I think they did, yeah. And he was he was decent enough last year. Yeah. So moving on to the next lowest, we've got Rod at 171. And <clears throat> I think that's just because he got a lot of tight ends and they weren't projected as a ton of value on my yeah. spreadsheet. I agree with you. I actually think this is one of Rod's better drafts. Oh, I would agree. He's definitely got – elite flex plays between yeah. Kelsey and Kittle. But yeah, but he really sacrificed at running back. I think if he'd kept Kamara or Connor instead of keeping yeah. Andrews, he would be in really good shape. Yeah. Uh, or even David yeah. Montgomery. Yeah. He had an extra 19. So that could have definitely gone towards a keeper. Or, I mean, even that, that 19 goes into Andrews is 18. There's yes. the 33 for Kamara. Exactly. Or, like, looking around, who else got or went for around them? Miles Sanders for 32. Like, he could end up with a top eight projected running back with that money. Right. And he doesn't need a third tight end because the only thing he's doing is stopping himself from starting a quarterback. Which, right. It's fine. I mean, he's, he's, been, he's had some, some mixed success with that in the past, and I like the strategy. Like, I'm all for it, uh, especially going up against him week one. If I lose to it, I'll feel bad. <laughs> but good for him. I don't know. I just think he would, he would be a lot stronger with a second stronger running back. But the funny yeah. thing to me is like his quarterbacks are stellar. I, he should want to start both of those players every week. Who Kelsey and Kittle? You're talking no, about? Uh, Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan. Like those are his oh, two quarterbacks. Oh, oh. Yeah. He's got two great quarterbacks, which is something he said he was definitely targeting this year. So 
you were right. So the, for me, that just doesn't add up with his three tight end strategy. So right. that's probably where he's got a little bit of inefficiency, but I think his roster actually looks, looks better than in, in previous years. Um, yeah. I think if he flips one of his tight ends for a mid tier running back, he's got a really solid team. Yeah. <clears throat> Rod, uh, if you're listening, Ronald Jones is on the training block. And I hear Tom Brady likes throwing to him. I guess we're going on up the value scale. So the next one up the value is uh, John, who we kind of talked about this offline. John's team is kind of scary. Yeah, very high floor. Yep. It's going to be hard to beat him. I don't think he's going to be the guy that has – maybe he gets one top five week if Zeke – like if all four of his guys go off at the same time. But Yeah. Yeah, I think the weakness there is his bench is kind of trash. Tony Pollard, Daryl Henderson, Anthony Miller, Sterling Shepard. I don't think he starts any of those guys right. with any kind of confidence, but everyone else on his not roster is a heavy hitter. Yeah. Okay, maybe not Daniel Jones, but he had some good fantasy weeks, though. I don't, I don't he think did. he's... No, he did. You know, and like, the team hasn't changed much. It's not like their defense is way better, so they're still going to be having to throw it to be competitive. Yeah. I think what you get with the, Daniel Jones is... You get one week where he has 36 points and then four more weeks where he has nine. So Yeah. But that works with John's team because the rest of his team has a high enough floor that he's still going to be competitive even if his quarterbacks kind of fall flat. So I'm, I'm scared of John's team. I think – I don't know yeah, if we're tracking with, this somewhere, but in terms of draft grades, I'd give him like a A-. minus. Yeah, if you want to go through everyone. Yeah, we can do that. Um. So for Muffin's draft grade, I think his draft grade is going to be like a C. I don't want to be too harsh with these because who knows. Also, they're just for fun. So I think the yeah. lowest I'm going to give anybody is like a <laughs> like a C, except for uh, except for Kayla who gets an F. Um, I think the C is mostly due to being hamstrung with his keepers. For me, it's because of the two tight ends he's got on his roster. Yeah, that too. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll downgrade that to a C minus. Uh, who else did we talk about? We talked about. Uh, <laughs> Rod. Oh, Rod. I want to give him like a B plus. He did pretty well. I think he just missed on one of his roster spots, which yeah. was, was either a keeper or he spent too much on not a running back. Yep. And Dobbins could end up being that guy for him. I just don't see it happening until later on in the season, at which point, like maybe he's lost a mini game. So yeah, B plus for Rod, like pretty well done. Yeah, um, definitely one of his better drafts. Yeah. So on to the next one. Who's next up in our... Efficiency list. Uh, um, Wanyan? Yeah. Wanyan had an interesting draft. I don't know what to think of his team. <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, boomer bust guys. That's his whole team except for Landry. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah, especially going back to last year. The hope is that Derrick Henry gives him some floor and that DJ Chark earns, you know, carves out his role. But... I think where he's got issues on his roster is how do you choose between Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks? Especially now, now that they're on the same team. That's exactly what I mean. Like you can't. You play them both. And if you play them both, why not keep, uh, why not keep Watson for the stack? Then at least you can double up on a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and what situations are you going to char- like start Christian Kirk over one of those two guys? I think he basically has to lock in Landry, Tyree Kill, and DJ Chark every week. Yeah. But then that decision on that last flex is going to be it's going to be a coin <laughs> flip. <laughs> Unless you just go based on who's healthy. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> only one of those guys can be healthy at a time. So 
Maybe that's what the Texans are thinking too. <laughs> they just share hamstrings. strings. Between the, between the two between the receivers on left on Houston, they have maybe one and a half hamstrings. Add in Avin David Johnson, and they get another half of a hamstring. Um, I don't like that he picked up Brady and spent more than one dollar on him. Like that. That. Yeah, that was very interesting. I don't know who was bidding him up, but good for them. I, I want to say it was Kayla. I don't remember, but for that alone, I think I'm also going to give one in somewhere in the B range, maybe a B minus. I think compared to Rod, his team looks a little weaker somehow. Um, I actually, I'd struggle to say that his running backs are much better, but the rest of his team doesn't make any sense. So I'm, I'm going to stick by my B minus grade on that. You can, you can disagree. No, I like it. I like okay. it. All right. Um, so he, one was, was our kind of our litmus test. He's right at 200. Yep. His average cost was exactly what his budget was. So I think giving him a B minus <laughs> is, is fair. Moving on. Next up was Tom. Risky draft, I think. Yeah, but I think he did what he does well and did it again and just yep. found a bunch of good players in the draft. I'm <laughs> kind of pissed that he got Mostert because I wanted him. I'm a little, I mean, he and I were both bidding on uh, Edward Tillaire as well. I just didn't want to spend more than like 55 on him. So, uh, yeah, no, I think, I think, I think you're absolutely right. His team is a little variable, like, yeah, kind of big question. Start to yeah. with as many rookies as, he's got, as he's got. What do you think of Jonathan Taylor? <sighs> Definitely very talented, but with the short preseason and Mac coming off of his best year, like I don't know how quickly they just give him the reins. Yeah, I think it would take Mac getting hurt for him. Yeah, to Yeah, I really think it's going to take Mac being hurt so that Taylor's forced into more carries to prove that he can handle it. Yeah, I think the only thing I see them potentially doing with Jonathan Taylor to get him involved in the offense is maybe splitting him out or bringing him in on plays where they just send him out wide. Um, I don't know that he's that much of a receiver, though. Is he not? I, I don't know. I thought he might be. I thought, no, I, I no. think he caught very few passes at in college at Wisconsin. Okay. Plus, plus they already have Hines on the roster, who's a oh, very yeah. good receiving back. They really like him as a receiving back. Yeah. Okay. So then maybe not. At that point, then I think I think it's just what we said before. Max got to get hurt, otherwise Jonathan Taylor's going to be a late season kind of thing. I mean, which might be just what he needs. Like he doesn't need him to start between um, Clyde Edwards and Sanders and Mostert. That's true. Yeah, his team is just every single player on his team can can start. Well. I don't know. Maybe not Cam Akers or Mike Williams or, like we said, Jonathan Taylor for a little while. So I take that back. But yeah, the other one that I see on his team that's a question mark is Juju. Uh, yeah, how do you feel about him from last year? Um, was, it, was it AB leaving or was it Ben getting hurt? I think it was Ben getting hurt. <laughs> what can you possibly squeeze out of uh, Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph, yeah. Like, yeah, they didn't really have great offensive line play, but Roethlisberger did just fine with that same offensive line and the run game was it like it wasn't clicking mostly because the passing game wasn't clicking but yeah it's not like it was absolutely unusable you know like they they had a couple running backs they had people go for 100 yard games it's not like they didn't have an opportunity to have a balanced offense they just nothing like he got outgained by Deontay Spencer I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure so 
I don't doubt the talent. He's also 22 or 23 or something. Like, he has yeah, plenty no, he's of time. very talented. It's just if the defense is going to double him the entire game, is Ben going to force it to him? Or, like, does he trust Juju enough to force it to him like you would AB? Or is he just going to take an easier easier one-on-one option? Yeah. And that's a, that's a good question because I think if it had happened, <clears throat> like, if, if we were talking about this last year and Ben hadn't spent a full year away from the team and didn't get a preseason and all that, Mm-hmm. Then I'd say, yeah, he trusts Juju. He's going to squeeze the ball in wherever he can get. I mean, that's the exact reason that I drafted him last year for 50-something dollars is right. like he might have been the only guy out there, but I figured Ben would give him as many targets as he could possibly do. But after a year away from the team, I don't know that that's the same thing. And they're not going to get, you know, they're not going to get the preseason to work on it. Right. I mean, there's only so much you can do against your own teammates. Yeah. Especially when you're playing against typically the second string defense. Right. Yeah. So I don't know about him, but I think the rest of it's really hard to, to find a weakness in Tom's starting roster. So yeah, I want to give him, I want to give him like a very strong a, if I, I like, I'm reluctant to give him an a plus, but I will come back on that. If, if we end up saying that he's had the, like your draft was also very good. So I would put, we'll get there when we get there. We'll but, see. Um, yeah, I think the only, the only weakness Tom's roster has is what the roles of each of these players on their teams are going to be, because that is like with Sanders. Yeah. They're saying that he's going to be the bell cow, but I, we've never seen it. Um, Right. Mostert is the same thing. Like he may end up being great some weeks, but he may also end up suffering if Tevin Coleman has a good week. Um, Which is exactly what happened last year before they went to Mostert. It was very... It was Brita, it was Mostert, it was – who was the other one last year? Tevin Coleman. Uh, was it Coleman? Yeah, I mean, they had the goal line guy, Jeff Wilson. Yeah. Uh, he didn't ever have more than, like, seven yards. There was one game he had three yards and three touchdowns. Guess who started him in his work league? <laughs> <laughs> that, was the, that was the best win of the year. Uh, anyway, yeah, so, so Mostert, is, it, it, he'll be toss-up and then – Diggs, I want to see how much he paid for Diggs. 13? Yeah. That's a I good mean, that's, price. That was very early on, too, I think. It might have been the first player. Uh, he was the first player that I nominated. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think. I was trying to bait Rod <laughs> into picking him because that was my strategy was pick, nominate players that I want Rod to spend money on. Um, sorry, Rod. That's out there now. I might cut that out. Uh, <laughs> smart. He can't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's all I, I want to say about Tom's team. It's just a lot of question marks. We don't know what these players are going to do on their teams. Yeah, lots of potential though. If they all get the starts. Yeah. Uh, up next. I think it's Tim. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of have two groups here. We have the groups. Well, maybe three. I mean, yeah, I'll just bold people. We've already talked about, but yeah. you know, we got we got a handful like five of us were well four of us are right around two forty yeah all right right around two hundred and then we have you and muffins as outliers but uh yeah uh, up next is Tim um I think the only question mark I have in, in Tim's draft is like why not spend the money what happened after you drafted Aaron Rodgers yeah like I don't. Like Emmanuel Sanders is a great pickup for two dollars. Sweet, your team just 
maybe didn't need it. And then like, I know you like AJ green too. I, I'm just confused at the, the end of the draft. So I am hopeful that you lose all 12 games, 14 games, whatever it ends up being. That'd be because, you know, that means I won at least a uh, sack of punishment this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I think I just, I was worried the most about Tim going into the draft because he's got Carson and McCaffrey. Yeah. He barely, you know, he, he really didn't have to do a lot in the draft and, um, yeah, he I mean, a lot in the draft. he really didn't. So, you know, it's he's it, don't don't take this the wrong way, Tim. When you're out there, but uh, I just don't know why he didn't draft wide receivers. Yeah, uh, he had his starting running backs locked down. And his like, quarterbacks like, are solid too. Like, yeah, I love I love Murray this year, and Rodgers is always consistent. But then, just not sure what happened with the receivers. Yeah, it serves him right for taking Denver defense from me. <laughs> so I want to give I want to give. Tim a C also, and that's only because he's got forty dollars left over. Yeah. The players on his roster are good, but you swap out Matt Breida for I mean he could have taken Chubb from you. He could have had he could have had Dalvin Cook on his team for the amount of money that he has sitting unused for waivers. Yeah. So maybe maybe the waiver wire maybe it's a long term play. Maybe it's big brain and we need a lot more waiver money this year because of COVID. So maybe Tim will turn out on top, but as far as we can tell at the draft, kind of a head scratcher here. So I'm going to get, I'm going to give Tim a C. I still think he did a little bit better than muffins just because he didn't overspend on his uh, keepers. <clears throat> but um, yeah, there are a couple, a couple of players on his roster that I don't really understand. Like Hunter Henry, he didn't really have to bid on Hunter Henry. Yeah. Um, I mean, he didn't... I guess he nominated, but. Yeah, and I think that's what my calculation showed. Like he had, he has good value on his team, but that's because he's started with McCaffrey for nothing. Oh yeah, your thing has McCaffrey going for eighty-two. Yeah. So outside of that, like, oh yeah, you have it up here with without keepers. Tim's expected value is one sixty-eight, which would be almost as low as Muffins, two dollars right. more than Muffins. Right. So, yeah, I'm. I'm. I think I'm fine on that C grade for him. Next up after Tim, we got Kayla. F. <laughs> her team's decent she sucks I mean <laughs> what can you say about someone who sucks other than that they're just the worst and you know yeah. I think you're just mad that she didn't keep who you thought she was going to keep uh, I'm, I'm a little mad about that so for everyone's reference I mean I guess the sheet that I shared has all my predicted oh, I might have taken them off when I shared it with everybody but I predicted everybody's uh, keepers so that I could craft my own keeper strategy and some of you were predictable kayla kept amari cooper which i don't understand but he's a good player so you know that's okay but her team is good i think well her running backs might now that i'm looking at it she has a high floor too she's got a similar team um similar team to tim where the quarterbacks are solid. Her top two yep. wide receivers are, are very, very reliable. Well, yep. Mari Cooper, I don't know about reliable, but he's getting the volume now in, in Dallas. Didn't he, I feel like he was a little up and down last year, wasn't he? Not as much as he normally is. Mm, all right. Normally he's 30 points or zero <laughs> points. Last year he was more like eight points or 25. So Julio's kind of the same way too, though. Yeah, he goes between 11 and 40, depending on how many 
three touchdown games he has. His problem last year is he just didn't score touchdowns. But yeah, but that's the problem had... every year. Yeah, so she knows what she's getting in Julio. Drake is a little bit of a. I don't of all the questionable running backs, he's the least questionable to me. Yeah, he's cause... definitely got the volume play. Yeah, and they knew they wanted him. Like they right. even before they traded him, before the off season started, they they signed were, him. Yeah, like he was done. They knew they didn't want to go draft a running back. They didn't want any other free agent. Yep. Um, he and was he's their guy. Very good running backs to draft or get in free agency. Yeah, yeah, like they're like all Jonathan the names. Taylor. I'm pretty sure made it to their second pick. Hmm. But um, nope, they wanted Drake, which is great to see that confidence in him. I think they yeah. have. And there's no competition. Like Chase Edmonds is a good good back, and K- Kingsbury's going to talk him up, but I don't think he's a threat for carries. No, he's he's only if Drake's injured. Yeah, which there isn't really a lot of concern for that either. Like Drake has had a, a little, you know, a week or two here and there, but he's never had a serious injury as far as I'm aware. Not that I can think of. Oh, except for the walking boot that he's in right now. So <laughs> here's that. For the tendonitis or whatever. Yeah. I just, you know, bumps and bruises. Bumps and bruises. Yeah, I, I don't know. Now that I look at it, one, two, three, four, five, maybe six players of her team I really like. I don't like the Edelman pickup. I don't like the Crowder pickup. I don't like the James White pickup. Although James White could be fine. I think he'll be all right. I don't, I don't know. I mean, if Newton's the starter, he dumps off and up to uh, Caffrey. That'll probably do the same with White. Yeah. Especially with Belichick pushing on him. That's fair. So James White, that's probably a good value. Actually, looking at it, you're probably mm-hmm. right. That's a good flex value for, for her. But Crowder, Edelman, I don't know. Edelman will probably do the same shit he always does. Yeah, maybe fewer targets and catches just because Brady's not there. But I don't know. Cam was very inaccurate the three games last year. Yeah. I just look at Kayla's team and I don't feel scared. Like maybe I should, (laughs) but Fournette doesn't do anything for me. Breeze at this point, he could crumble and turn into dust at any moment. (laughs) He's so old and Montgomery. I just don't know if I believe in him anymore. I thought last year leading up to it, he had a really, really good opportunity to go carve out a role for himself on the team. Yeah. Kind of just sucked it up. I like him as a player, but there's just no opportunities on offense with the Bears. Yeah, it feels like one of the worst offenses in the NFL. Yeah, and I don't and, know that Foles helps that much. No, I don't think so either. I hope so. I mean, again, like I'd love to see great football, but I just don't see it coming out of Chicago anytime soon, yeah. at least not on the offensive side. Uh, John Brown could be good on Buffalo. That yeah, might it'll, have been a it'll good be interesting with Diggs there now. If that helps them or draws coverage away. Yeah. Or if it just draws tar- targets away. Yeah, not sure on that one. And not sure if really? it'll make much of a difference. Yeah. I think he'll probably do about what he did last year. Like, you know, a couple, you know, not a, not quite a thousand yards, a couple long bomb touchdowns, but you probably don't want to start him week in, week out. Right. So she's, she feels like even though she got a lot of value, see, that's <laughs> that's where I'm kind of trying to figure out where she got why she's well, ranked so high on here and Lamar, keeping Lamar definitely helped. Yeah. That gave, that got her like 10. <laughs> Drake was probably a, yeah, another 10. I think Lamar was like 20 though. She kept him for 30 
and his cost in Yahoo was forty-two. Uh, okay. I, I don't. I don't have the keeper values on here. Oh, I have. I got both screens up, so oh, okay. looking at them both. Yeah, it looks like she just basically made a couple bucks on every player. So yeah. I don't know. I guess I got to give her a decent draft. I don't like it. This is this is maybe a B plus to me, just because I'm not scared of her entire starting team. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely. I mean, if Cooper and Jones go off, that'll be very high floor. Right. Yeah. That week. And then Lamar's yeah. always going to get you 20, 25 plus. Yeah. Yeah. The more I look I at mean, her team, the more I see the value in it. I just, there's a couple pieces I don't understand, yeah. but um, yeah, Tyler Boyd is really solid. Very consistent. I, I think she just didn't get any like flashy players, but she's got like a pretty decent floor. I think. I think her problem will be deciding who to put in her flex spots. Yeah. I mean, because you're going to start Drake, you're going to start Cooper and Jones. And Probably then, starting Fournette. And, yeah. So then you're flexing Boyd, Montgomery, White, Crowder, Brown. Yeah, like they're all, you know, average. Yeah. So it might come down to the matchups, but then you got a couple people on the same team or not on great offenses like Montgomery and Crowder. And Boyd to some extent too. Like yeah. who knows what yeah. the Devils will look like. That might depend on A.J. Green if he plays or not. Yeah, well, I think he'll play. I think Tyler Boyd gets better if A.J. Green plays. Yeah, there's definitely less coverage on him. So her team could – I just don't see her winning the league with her team. That's that's my that's my take. Like, it's solid. That's fair. It's probably, probably making the playoffs, but – Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know that she's going to have enough boom to win the weeks. Right. Yeah, I agreed on that. I just – yeah, I don't see the ceiling. I see – I don't even yeah. see the floor as being particularly high. I just think she's done a good job of getting startable players. Yeah. The top, I take it back. Like the top end of her roster is pretty solid. Um, but I guess the same, it's a 10 team league. Everyone's going to have solid players on their team at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up is Caitlin. Ooh, whether or not she can hear me. I think Caitlin <laughs> had the best draft and that sucks. But her team is really good. Well, her team, except for her quarterbacks, are good. So that's the only thing I'll – the only knock I'll give her is I wish she'd gotten – well, I'm glad she didn't. But it would look better if she had better players than Baker and Rivers or just better opportunity. Like, Baker has every, you know, every tool in the book. the weapons this year, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't ask for more than Odell, Landry, Chubb, Hunt, Austin Hooper. No, you're right. An improved O-line. Yeah, he's he's a kid in the candy store. But he yeah. was last year, too. Uh, yeah, it's going to – it'll really come down to how the new head coach impacts the team. Because Kitchen last year was very bad. I don't know. What's your take on uh, What's your take on Rivers? I really like Rivers this year, to be honest. And if Caitlin wasn't hell-bent on getting the Colts quarterback, then I probably would have drafted Rivers. I just think his biggest issues last year with the Chargers is they could not block anyone, and so he was just throwing it up to Keenan and Mike Williams, hoping that they would come down with it. So and then, what, you're, what you're telling me is you colluded with your wife on who to draft <laughs> for quarterback? I let her draft her favorite players, and I picked up the other other people. Okay, all right. All right. <clears throat> Fine line there, Captain. <laughs> I think he's got a much improved offensive line this year. Like, nine-day difference. 
yeah, the Colts are solid at O-line. I think they're kind of middle of the pack. Like, I don't know if the, what the PFF grades were, but I don't remember them being anywhere near the lowest. Um, yeah, and I think they trust their run game enough that they're not going to ask Rivers to throw it 50 times a game to win it for them. No. I think, yeah, Rivers Rivers will get everything that he had in uh, in Los Angeles and a little bit extra. Right? Yeah. Like, he's not going to miss Eckler because Naeem Hines is there. Right. He's may not miss Keenan Allen because he's got T.Y. Hilton out there. And I, I guess he doesn't have as solid of a tight end, but yeah, the I mean, tight end. Like, Doyle is serviceable. He's a good enough player. Yeah, he's good enough. And then there's that other guy there, isn't there? Uh, they just drafted Pittman, who I think is supposed to be like their Mike Williams. Okay. A bigger bodied, thicker, thicker receiver. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Rivers could be good. I, he, he looked a little <laughs> slow to me in the games that he played against Denver that I watched. Um, but that shouldn't be a problem if the O-line play is better. Right. But as for the rest of her team, uh, she might have had the best two keepers. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially at those prices. Like, she, Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably most of the reason she's up here because – um, what they expected. Yeah, Aaron Jones was supposed to go for 35 and Eckler was supposed to go for 40. And she spent a you total of 31 on those. Yeah. So all the $45 over budget that she is came from her keepers, which means yep. that the rest of her draft went well. Like the rest of her roster solid. I would have been happy with any of her wide receivers except for maybe Slayton, but for a dollar, sure. Good, good pick. Um, but like I wanted DJ more and she spent more on him than I wanted to. I wanted Robert Woods. She spent more on him than I was willing to. And she could do all of that because she <laughs> had good keepers. Yeah. Cause she had the money too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last thing on Caitlin, quick thoughts on Coop on Camara. Um, if he's not injured like he was last year, I don't see why he doesn't return to the top, you know, top five running back. I, I kind of agree with you. I just think, the only caveat there is I don't know what the quarterback play is going to look like. And if they have to move off of breeze sometime in the season. Which, yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's the, that's the hope for Thomas and Kamara is that breeze makes it through the season. Yeah. Yeah. That's they don't fair. have Bridgewater anymore. Yeah. You mean you don't believe in the storm and Mormon <laughs> anyway. So yeah, Caitlin's team is very scary. I don't want to play <clears> her any week of the season and I just don't see any of her character or any of her uh, players having, huge weaknesses like nobody's yeah I mean, particular injury if I had to, if I, yeah if i had nick pickett like her starters are all very solid but i don't know jones might not score as many touchdowns eckler is playing with tyrod in the rookie so i don't know Allen robinson will be fine because nothing's changed and he did well enough last year yeah i guess your bench is kind of weak like hooper's probably startable <laughs> If the if the Browns pick it up, and then she's got the Baker Hooper stack, which yeah. would be fine in a normal league, but in our league might be a little eh. yeah. yeah. Slayton is probably just one of her flexes if someone's injured or on by. And Antonio Gibson, I actually like as a stash, but I think she just dropped him. Yeah, she picked up uh, Tate instead. Okay, Golden <coughs> Tate is is fine too. He was he was a good floor play last year. Right. And I think he will be again this year. I don't think he'll turn any heads. Like he's probably no. not going to earn the money that they're paying him, but he'll be okay. I'm sure he'll get, you know, eight to 12 points every week. Yeah. Four catches, 40 yards. Maybe I'll go grab Antonio Gibson. <laughs> not that I think that team's going to be any good, but no, he's a good player. 
And the only person in front of him is Adrian Peterson, so. Yeah, lots of room with no guys. Yeah. What do you think about Caitlin's grade? <sighs> she had a lot of money to spend, and she spent it very well. I think it's got to be a top grade. Yeah, I'm I'm A leaning on A+. plus. Yeah, I would agree. I'll give I'll give A for now and see where the last It's just the two of us left, right? I think so. Yeah, we'll see where we end up. I'm going to give myself an A+, plus, so actually I don't <laughs> think so. Well, I guess I'm next. So I will let you review my draft and then I'll give you what I felt about it. But yeah, you go go ahead and uh let me know what you think. All right, so I think Dak was a good keeper cuz He's got pretty much the same team, and they just picked up a weapon in the first round. So that's only going to give him more options to throw to. And then who's your other keeper, Parker? Yep. You're just – personally, I think you're way higher on Parker than I am. You got him for a very good value, and he performed very well in the second half of the season last year. But I feel like they had some injuries elsewhere in the offense, and, like, they traded away Drake, so I'm not sure if it was more of a – product of uh, Parker being the only person left on the team to catch passes from Fitzmetric. And then, I mean, it could be a big question mark on when, when did the Dolphins go to Tua and how is he going to compare? Is he just going to chuck it to Parker downfield or, you know, is he going to play it safe and scramble out and dink and dunk down the field? But I mean, he did perform in the second half of last year and keeping him for six bucks can't blame you for that um let me see that's those two um I was high on Jacobs this year I know you don't like his team but he's the only running back that's going to get carries on the Raiders and if you're going to take Rudnett's word he's going to catch more this year so that can only increase his floor um David Johnson is interesting he is either not good anymore, so the Cardinals traded him away per, at a perfect time to get Hopkins, or on the other hand, he's the only, I don't know, he could be the only healthy person on a weekly basis on the Texans, depending on Fuller and Cooks and Stills, who are like all injury prone, but they also play very similar roles. <laughs> so I don't know if they plan to just run four streaks and dump it off to David Johnson. And they've got Duke Johnson on the roster. I didn't yeah, think about so, that before. He's And Duke Johnson is stats out better than David Johnson in every category. Especially, like, um, Bill O'Brien loves throwing it to David jo- or to Duke Johnson. Like, that's been their game plan for years. Between Lamar Miller, who just ran it up the middle, middle and Carlos Hyde, who just ran up the middle. And, like, it works for them. But the thing to note about those last two guys is both of them had thousand yard seasons, even though they weren't good in Houston. So if I get a thousand yard season out of David Johnson and he gets his like 20 catches and maybe five to 10 touchdowns, even at five, at five touchdowns, three catches a game and, you know, 1100 yards, he's exactly the same as Josh Jacobs from last year, which was acceptable. Right. But I also think their defense is a lot worse this year. So I don't know how many pure rushing plays they're going to have. I don't know I don't know if that increases his floor for catches because he just gets dump off, dump offs at the end of games because the defense is giving it to him for free, which I mean, it's perfectly fine for fantasy, but it could be an interesting if you try to decide who to start based on the matchup. Adams jealous that you got him for that cheap 
I couldn't spend any money on them, but and I knew Caitlin wanted them, so I'm surprised she didn't spend more than forty bucks to get them. Uh huh. Um, Ridley, I like. They lost Hooper, so that's more targets. And then Julio's always going to draw a double team and probably the best corner. So he's going to have a lot of one-on-one looks. And Matt Ryan's always good for like 3,500 yards. I don't think they're going to throw it to Gurley a ton. Plus you have Gurley, so that might limit your upside to if you try to start them both. But, I mean, for the values you got him at, it was, it was pretty good. Um, I don't think I have the draft prices on here. What did you get each of them for? Ridley for 11 and Gurley I paid 28, which is what I would have had to keep him for. So yeah. that's I the most Rid- I would have paid for him. Yeah, I think Ridley for 11 is really good. And, wow. Uh, yeah, I just didn't have any money to bid bid you up on him. And then, let's see, Ronald Jones. I don't know. We kind of talked about him in earlier, if that's still in here, but he's either going to be the starting running back for Tom Brady, who's going to score touchdowns and who's going to run the ball to salt off the clock or he'll take the dump offs because that's what the defense is giving him. Or he's going to rush up the middle on first or second down. And then McCoy will come in for all the passing yards. Plus, yeah. didn't, they, didn't you say they drafted Vaughn in like the first or second round? This I year? think he's either a second or a third, but he was of the running back prospects. He was in the top five. Yeah. I mean. So that'll be interesting. I mean, it might help that, Jones played in Tampa last year, so he knows the playbook already, and there's no preseason. preseason. So, I mean, that's a, it's what you're one. I, I spent three dollars on him. Yeah, no, like that's a great price, and he's your like fourth running back. So it's yeah. not like you're, you need to count on him, and you can just hold on to him if no one hits you up on the trade block. Thanks for mentioning so the trading that, block. Check that out. <laughs> check that trading block. <laughs> um, Cortland Sutton. Um, definitely a great player and like he did really well last year and I think it was less to do with how the team did but more like he's just a good athlete and what Locke would just throw it up to him right no actually his his splits with Flacco are more with significantly better than with Locke but I think we kind of talked about this yeah so Sanders got traded two weeks before Locke started starting and Sutton's production plummeted after uh after Sanders left. So like, yes, he was still serviceable. I think he had like one wide receiver two week in there and then another mm-hmm. week with a touchdown. So there are a couple highlights with him and Drew Locke, but the, the reasons I like him, um, like obviously I'm a Broncos fan, so I'm following right. them in camp and I've been, I follow, Corton Sutton is one of the three players in the NFL I follow on Twitter or on uh, Instagram. Cause I like, I can't handle all the Instagram nonsense <laughs> that's out there, but um, I don't know. Cortland Sutton's been, establishing a good relationship with Drew Locke and now he's got another wide receiver on the other side of him that's going to take some you know some attention away like I, I'm not a full-on Jerry Judy truther thinking that he's going to pull you know Tredavious White away from Cortland Sutton but I think he'll pull some attention and he'll take some heat off of Sutton and having Melvin Gordon in the backfield and uh, Noah Fant you know still getting better and learning I think there's room in that offense for Sutton to have another thousand yard season, at least. And for $14, like I'll, t- I'll take, you know, a yeah, thousand no. to 1200 yards. I yeah. Think. You definitely got a great price on them. It's just, I think other people might've thought, I mean, I know I'm there are a lot of potential great plays on the Broncos offense. So how many mouths is too many. And like, I don't know how, how well is Drew Locke going to be at feeding one particular player. 
if that's yeah, that's the thing. Like I'm not all in on the Denver offense, although I guess my roster looks like I am. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think if there's a mouth that's going to get fed, the only one that's got guaranteed floor is Cortland Sutton. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I made a couple mistakes in the draft. I, I like Philip Lindsay as a player and as a person. I wish I hadn't drafted him because it's going to kill me to drop him. Right. Um, I misclicked on Carry On Johnson. Not that I don't like him as a player, just that I think the org is going to move off of him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I think- looking at your starting lineup, you got Prescott, Jacobs, Johnson, Gurley is probably your one flex. And then Adams, Parker, Ridley is your other receivers in flex. As of right now, I have Sutton in instead of David Johnson, but yeah. Okay. But, like, you got a, you got a good three – running backs and four receivers you can count on. So, I, I mean, your lineup is very balanced and you spent money where you needed to. Yeah. And like your, I don't know, your one hole right now I think is QB2. Yeah. So for those who uh, maybe weren't paying attention in the transaction section, I dropped to Rod and picked up Ryan Tannehill. So I think as, as a QB2, he's probably fine. Uh, I don't know that he has receivers out there. Like you can only throw so many deep shots to AJ Brown, but um, yeah, I think Tannehill's probably going to be a little bit better than Terod. Yeah, no, I'm. I don't have any issues with dropping Terod. It's just I don't know how much Tannehill's going to throw. And like you said, there's only so many times AJ Brown's going to take one in the house, but you know they're going to feed Henry 30 times a game out of 50, 60 plays. Yeah. He's going to get 50% of the look. So Yeah. So I'm keeping my eyes on the waiver wire for another quarterback, but I will have a hard time. That's the thing. Like I would want to, I want to see what I have in Drew Locke. I'm right. I would think about dropping him, but I know the only other person that wants him is you. And if you pick him up, you won't trade him back to me. So uh, I'm fine wasting the roster spot on him for now. If I want another quarterback, there are a handful of guys out there that are, that are yeah. startable. Um, you got some options depending on matchups. Yeah. All right. You, on you're to got a, an identity, identity crisis on your team. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> My team doesn't make any sense. Uh, all right. So what would you give me as a draft grade? I guess we got to. Um, yeah, definitely an A. I know you're biased towards an A plus, so we'll call it an A plus minus. <laughs> happy with that a plus minus i would have given myself an a also just because i know there's a couple picks in there that didn't go well it's not like the players are bad right it's really just like your bench is i don't know what you're doing with your bench i don't know what i'm doing with my bench you've got (laughs) you've got two good backups between sutton ridley and jones i think i think that's what you said your backup and then um or david johnson Mm mm-hmm but then you've got an extra QB you're holding, and then, I don't know, Lindsey or Jones probably doesn't last the whole year. Yeah, I think by week three or week four, three of the four players on my bench will be gone. So yeah. probably so both of the worth, Broncos. Was it worth drafting them? I don't know. I don't know who else I would have picked up. Like Looking at, the, looking at who's out there on waivers or That's who else true. went in those low rounds, like – maybe I would have wanted to put some money into AJ green just to take a shot at him. Like he might be a better shot than Philip Lindsay. Um, yeah. Maybe I could have spent some money on, you know, in that round in the draft, 
maybe Dobbins, maybe Edelman, someone like that. Tevin Coleman might be, might have been an okay pickup, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. There's definitely some some questions on the bench, but I think my starting roster, like you said, is very solid, pretty balanced. I'm I'm yeah. happy with a with an A plus minus. Yeah, you got a very balanced team for the Charles football team. Um, there it is. That's, <laughs> that's the one. All right, Garrett. Let's take a look. I haven't looked at your team seriously because I don't want to, but let's take a look. Definitely got value with Mahomes and Barkley as keepers. Yeah. I'm questioning whether you overpaid for Barkley. <laughs> um, you can comment and then I'll give you my thoughts. I think you probably paid exactly what he would have gone for in the draft. So I just know that I wouldn't have spent that much on Barkley. Um, a year ago, absolutely I would have. But after he spent some time injured last year, I'm not confident that he won't miss a game or two this season. Like, it didn't look too 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 serious, and the guy's a machine. He's mm-hmm. His thighs are as big as my car. But <laughs> still, like, he's... Which is a Yeah, I know, I know. But that's the that's literally his Achilles is, is right there, right in the ankle. <laughs> so, like, the guy's not invincible. He can get hurt. And his offensive line didn't get any better. So I think he's, he's not going to produce at, you know, the sensational seasons he's had. I think he's going to be a lot closer to what he was last year, which was still good, just more in the like 30 to 40 range than the 50 to 60 range. So not a bad get. I just think, I mean, looking, looking at the other keepers you had, you had a wealth of options at keeper. And I think you picked the wrong one. I would have been happier to see you keep like Murray for two. And then you can still spend 50 on Barkley if you want him, but yeah. then you have two really good quarterbacks or Godwin for 17. That's a really good price. Like Chark for six. So that's, that's what I had you uh, predicted as I had you keeping either Mahomes and Murray or Mahomes and Chark. Um, so I was a little surprised to see Barkley go, but the rest of your team, I don't know why you picked Kareem hunt. I know you really like him as a player. I I, I get that you want the stack, but I think what's it's going to be more of a Devonta Freeman, Tevin Coleman situation from like 2015, 2016 kind of thing mm-hmm. than anything else. Um, if not worse, like it might be even more unbalanced. So you might end up with two very startable RB2s, but I don't think either of them turns into an RB1 unless one of them gets hurt. You're so, talking between Chubb and Hunt? Yeah. See, honestly, I would be fine with two RB2s between the two of them. Yeah. So if I can get if I can get ten points from Hunt and fifteen from Chubb, I think I would be happy with that. I think the big thing you're getting on your team, and also the reason that it shows up as you having the biggest dollar spent versus value, is Mahomes that you got for eight dollars. That yeah, you can afford to have a little bit weaker on the other side of your roster. But so just looking overall at your team, one, two, three, four guys are very, very good, and I don't know where the rest of them fit in. Yep, that would be my assessment as well. Yeah, so Ty could have Ty could blow up again. Josh Allen could be really solid. Um, if DeAndre Swift takes over as a starting back pretty soon, which I think is what's going to happen, probably three to four weeks in, he'll start, you know, being the guy. Um, you could have a really solid team, but um, yeah, Marvin Jones, I think he's getting a little old. Um, you probably won't want to start Stafford. I don't know if you dropped him. Did you drop him? No, I still got him. 
Yeah. So if you're holding three quarterbacks, I don't think Stafford is any better than any of the guys that are on the waivers, but maybe a little bit, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think as far as, as far as the draft went, you did well getting Chubb for a good price. I think you paid what you needed to pay to get Michael Thomas. So you have what could be the best quarterback, the best wide receiver, the best running back, and maybe even the second best running back if Cleveland gets their stuff together. So there's definitely high ceiling there. Like you are probably you and Caitlin are probably the most likely to get the, the high scores from the teams that I can see. But um, there's like five guys on your team. I don't know why you picked them up. Like Cohen Stafford, Marvin Jones, Alexander Madison. I, I understand why you got Madison. I just don't know if you needed to do it in the draft. Yeah. Cause who else has a handcuff? Like, at all. I guess uh, Tim does, or not Tim, uh, John. John has Pollard. Yeah, I don't know. So if I had to redraft, I definitely would have kept Godwin, realizing that I could get Barkley for what he went for, prefer what I kept him for, and then also probably getting Thomas, or if not Thomas, then another, you know, another receiver like Adams or Evans or someone like that for just under 50. But I think I was looking at it like I was trying to also predict people's keepers and I saw Kayla keeping Sanders and then Rod keeping Kamara. So then at that point it was just Barkley and Zeke left that were really like the top running backs. And I, you know, from playing with a lot of these people before, I figured one of the running backs was, if not both of them, were going to go for 60, 65 plus. So my so thought was keep Barkley at probably what he was going to go for, but at least secure up one of the top running backs. Yeah, I had a very, very <clears throat> similar train of thought to you, but I went the other direction and picked and, and decided to keep Devontae Parker instead of Josh Jacobs. Right. Um, and then I, yeah, also talking to you, I thought you were keeping Jacobs. So it just seemed like the number of running backs that I liked being kept was very high and so there were going to be fewer options and yeah. I thought this year at least there were a ton of wide receivers that were all relatively around the same value value yeah I, I agree with you like pretty much 100% because the night before keepers were due I went and changed it like five times yeah um, I after talking with you i also, I had it originally as Mahomes and Godwin and then changed it to Barkley. Uh, see, after talking with you, I had it as Prescott and Jacobs and switched <laughs> it to Devontae Parker. So uh, I, was, I was thinking the same thing. It just didn't look like there was a lot of been. very, very top-end talent. Like, I ended up with Jacobs, so I'm okay with it. But Yeah. Uh, and not that much more than I would have had to keep him for. Right. I think I probably could have gotten Parker for six uncontested. but Yeah, probably. Um. That's why I didn't really think you were going to keep him for that low because I don't know that too many people were going to bid on him. Yeah, I just wasn't <laughs> sure. I think, well, your commentary on him was pretty spot on. He had five, four seasons where he, I think he had one that was like 700 yards and everything else was 500 or yeah. less. So he was kind of unimpressive and then blew up last season. Um, so I don't, I mean, he's a droppable player to me, but uh <clears throat> I think we talked, we talked about this offline too. I think Fitzpatrick knows what he has behind him. And he had the same thing last year. It was Josh Rosen, a quarterback yep. that they went out and got. 
and yep. he had to prove that he was good. So he just hurled the ball downfield and had 400 yard games and made the Dolphins at least interesting to watch. So he got the starting job and he's in the same exact spot now to his breathing down his neck. I mean, obviously person to person, they're not like that, but Fitzpatrick wants to play football and he's good at the deep shot. So I think Devontae yeah. Parker has at least a few good weeks in him. And then if Tua takes over, he's going to do it too. Like that's, that's kind of his deal is I will take the deep shot when you're open. And Devontae Parker did a better job than anybody else in the NFL in weeks nine through 17, getting open downfield. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he finished as the wide receiver seven last year. It's, somebody had to pick him up. So anyway, right, no. to, to your team, I think, no. I think, you're going to need a couple waiver pickups and you're going to need Swift to, to take a bigger role. But once those two things happen, like maybe, maybe just, I, I guess you said you already dropped Cohen and picked yeah, up. Yeah. So my, my, my thinking is I'm going to start Mahomes. I'm going to start Barkley. I'm going to start Thomas between Chubb and Hunt. I should, at the very least I have an RB two and a backup, but realistically I probably got two lower end RB twos, which I think I need this year because I'm very thin. But then, um, when we talked, to, like when we talked about Rivers, I think he's going to do well, and so by extension, I think Hilton's going to have a good year when he's healthy. And then I, my usually my draft strategy going in is don't just worry about one flex because our league starting rosters are pretty small, so there's usually someone you can find on the waiver wire that you can plug in as a reliable flex throughout the year. So I don't. Yeah. Necessarily- I'm not necessarily concerned that I don't have a reliable second flex starter right now. And then, yeah, I, I, I like, like, I like carry on as much as the next guy, but he's also been had two serious injuries the past two years. And there's gotta be, there's gotta be a reason that uh, Detroit went out and got swift as early as they did. So yeah, I think at some point he'll start up, he'll step up and at least be the starting running back for a team. That's probably going to be, throwing or dumping off a lot. Yeah. The thing about Detroit is they're, they're a lot like Dallas in that their offense produces yards. Yep. They don't may, may or may not score. They may or may not win games, but they put up. Yeah. Know. They're going to put up yards and they're going to have receptions to go around, which is, you know, why I don't mind keeping Stafford because I think between him and Allen, I'll have a very good, a very high floor QB two to start each week. I don't know. You, you definitely get an A. I think Mahomes keeper at $8 gave you a lot of tools. Um, yeah, definitely let me make some, I would say, mistakes in the draft that I can afford. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you overpaid on anybody that you've got. I just think that where your money ended up. Yeah. I don't think anybody else has <laughs> two players that are that expensive. Like uh, Probably not. Yeah, so that'll give you a pretty pretty good advantage. Looks like we've got muffins at C minus. Uh, I think mostly just because of the keepers, and then the the uh, tight ends that I don't know that how much playing time they're actually going to see. Yeah, I think if if one, if muffins is smart, he'll turn those into waiver pickups before the season starts. But that's yeah. just me. Uh, then we got Tim, and the biggest reason he's got a C right now is I don't know why he didn't spend his forty dollars. Yeah, but, he could have easily gotten another elite player. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Maybe A.J. Green's still got a lot left in the tank, and yeah, and those $40 will help uh, help him pick up someone off the waivers. So, Some COVID stuff, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Tim's not out of the game. I just think that his draft is a little bit – his is the most confusing out of anybody's. Yeah. Um, 
moving on up. I think one unit B minus. Um, yeah. Maybe that was a little harsh, but I just don't. I don't know. It's a lot of, a lot of boom bust guys and same team. I don't know. It'll be interesting who he plays as his flex options. Definitely. And if he can ever start Sony Michelle, I will give him a high five because <laughs> they have I, six I, running backs I, in New England right now. Do not clip that because that means you will be driving up here. <laughs> Fuck, you're right. <laughs> I got. I have to put it in now. <laughs> uh, okay. So that's happening. Um, yeah, we got a couple B pluses with Kayla and Rod. I think between the two of them, Kayla's team is, I mean, definitely more traditional. But yeah. Rod's team might actually be better. I think his running backs are just weak. Like if Singletary turns into something really good and maybe he gets something out of Mac or Dobbins for half a season. Yeah, um, maybe Dobbins comes on as Mac's fading out. Yeah, that could work out in his favor. I think he's got... Oh, I need to choose my words carefully, so you know, so I don't give Rod too much confidence. But he, it's definitely his best team yet. And if I had to guess, someone whose team changes the least from day one to week seventeen, mm. I think his team doesn't change very much at all. I think he I maybe drops one or two players or makes one or two trades, but I don't think he has to do anything. No, really. he's just got to sit and spend his fab on a big running back. Yeah, so from an injury. Yeah, I think Rod's B-plus is a little stronger than Kayla's B-plus, but uh, Kayla's got big threats on her team. Like, her top end is better than Rod's. That's just that's the way it yeah. is. So yeah. we'll, see, we'll see how that pans out. But I think they both did decently well in the draft. Um, spent most of their money. Rod had a little bit of money left over, so that's probably his his shortcoming in the draft. Uh, he could have solved his running back problem by just spending his 19 remaining dollars, but um, yep. he'll just have to do it in free agency. Then we've got... The mix in administration. Yeah. yeah. Solid team. Shitty yeah. bench. That's yeah. it. So moving on up to the A's, we have the the Clays. Caitlin and Garrett both get A's. Um, well deserved. I think Caitlin I think at this point I'm willing to upgrade Caitlin to an A plus. Yeah, I think so. I think her team is better than both of ours. Yeah. Definitely would agree. So Garrett has the lone A. Uh, and uh, Tom. Oh yeah, Tom. Where is Tom? Oh Tom's right here. I think your teams are very comparable. I think we both got some question marks, but if they hit, they'll hit big. Yep. Yeah, Tom's team looks a little bit more scary to me, but your team is just the – you could have the number one player at every position. Yeah, I think I got the – I probably have the highest potential for the weekly high scores, but that doesn't necessarily translate to win, at least making the playoffs. Yeah. If I were to trade teams with one or the t- one or the other of you, I would think I would rather have Tom's team than yours, but yeah, not by much. I think Tom's definitely got more startable options. Yeah. Yeah. And that may change throughout the season too. So as of right now, you know, day minus 18, um, Tom's team <laughs> looks a little stronger, but I think yeah. you're right. Yours, yours could turn into something very strong too. Um, then me on an Island with a a plus minus. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, by week three or week four, my team will probably have a lot fewer Broncos on it. And uh, if I make that happen via free agency, maybe it's good. If I trade them away, I will make stupid decisions. So we'll just see how that turns out. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just... Don't forget to hit up the trade block. Yeah. Yeah, I think I like my team better than yours, but that's because I drafted it. So... (laughs) And then Caitlin. Caitlin's team is just 
so strong. I think the only, the only weak place that, that I see is her quarterbacks. And I think you both kind of disagree with me that Baker and Rivers will have good seasons. And I think they'll be middle of the pack, but serviceable. I just think there's no way that Caitlin gets let down by all of her starters on the same week. I just right. don't, I don't think she possible. needs, yeah, I don't think she needs her quarterbacks to lead her team. No. Like I need Mahomes to get 30 plus every week. Right. Caitlin could even lose a player to injury or to COVID or something like that and still have a really strong roster. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scared of Caitlin's team. So she deserves the A plus really well drafted, good keepers, which means good, good draft last year too. Um, Caitlin came in second last year or in third or what? Second. Yeah. One in, one in ended up winning. How? Uh, you know, it always comes down to how people perform in the championship. Yeah. But like, how do we let that happen? I think he um, had the – there's some stack he, I think he had at the end of the year. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I guess I had Derrick Henry at the end of the year. He oh. He probably reached 40 points that last game. And Tyreek Hill. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like – yeah, he was and fine. He had Watson last year. He had Fuller last year. Oh, I have, I have exact – his team at the end of the season right here. <laughs> uh, he had a good team. He had a good team. Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, Michael Thomas, DJ Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostert playing. Oh, every, Drake. Melvin Jam. His team at the end of the season was everybody who was hitting. <laughs> yeah. So, kudos <sighs> to you. 2020, watch out for COVID. 